0: All right. Uh, well, good morning again. Uh, Joel Despain, Public Information Officer for the Madison Police Department. Uh, in January of this year, on uh, three consecutive weeks, we're going to be rolling out uh, three... Uh, bold initiatives for at least some of us here in the department that uh, we think are really going to help this community Um, and uh, Chief Koval is going to come up and talk to you a little bit about our violent crime unit and our burglary crime unit and uh, all the folks in the room here are going to be part of uh, either one of those units so uh, he can tell you more about it. Chief Koval? Thanks, Joel. And thank you for covering this. We think it's a critical element as we move forward in 2015 when we're talking about matters of public safety to the community, so thank you for your uh, robust attendance here today. When I first took the oath of office back in April of 2014, one of the things that I set aside for my management team and I to do is to take a look from top to bottom on how we deliver our services. It's uh, quintessential that we not fall prey to the items of hubris and complacency. I would suggest that the, the department has done a good job in just about every capacity in delivering services, but as someone who is interested in organizational management, uh, we don't want to be just good. We want to strive for better, and at some juncture, I'd like to be considered among the best. And in these two domains, I think that we can be doing a better job, a more effective job in the way we use our people. At the outset, I should say that although this represents uh, a small participle of our detective bureau, all of our detectives are manifestly committed to being dedicated advocates for victims of crime. It's literally would send you to tears to see some of the stories that have come to me, people who have expressed, hugged me in the street, who have known their detectives by name and tell me in so many words, is that but for that uh, detective's sense of grace and respect and compassion that they could never have adjusted to whatever their new normal is now that they're a crime victim. But be that as it may, we are using that bevy of talent, and we're redirecting it into two separate different initiatives. Now, I know people are going to say, why specifically to violent crime and, and why burglaries and why now? First of all, the violent crimes, as you know, we had a a rash just by way of an example around the holidays in which we had no less than seven different shots fired sort of cases come to mind. And those investigations are ongoing, and we're very comfortable with the inroads that are being made. We are starting to identify more players, and I suspect that, uh, as you have seen in the last couple of weeks, that they must be aware of the fact that we're hot on the trail, too, because those calls have fallen off the map in terms of that particular series of events. The other thing goes to the sense of burglary crimes. Um, our clearance rates historically uh, have been sort of, quite frankly, uh, pedestrian. I want them to be better. As, as someone who has to evaluate how we deliver services, uh, intent can only go so far. I demand results, I demand accountability of all of our officers and our detectives. It's a team, it's a coordinated effort, it's a comprehensive response, but I think we can and we will be doing better in this domain. The thing that's insidious about burglaries is that, yes, it is a property crime, but it violates the sanctity of the home and all that we hold dear and sort of allows itself to creep into our very psyche of what we feel safe about when we know people have been in the place that we call home. So to that extent, it is every bit, if not more, vigorous to enforce these sort of investigations to a hilt, much as the violent crimes considerations are an important consideration. It will require an investment of coordination. We will be still liaisoning with all of our districts and our district detectives. We'll be using gang officers. We'll be using crime analysts we'll be using people that uh, come to me from a civilian perspective that uh, will be pawn specialists knowing that a lot of times the items seized in in our burglaries are being profited as stolen goods, and that can give us even a greater handle on identities of these players and returning property to victims. There are also many considerations here, and we're also going to be reaching out to our friends in the federal services to also help us, both ATF as as well as uh, <clears throat> DEA and others are also going to be helping, and they're all going to get introduced today in some capacity to show you how they will help our, our task force initiatives. It's a pilot. Like any pilot, it'll be subject to a periodic review. And if at the end of a period of time I don't feel like it's honing up or measuring up, I'll tweak it, I'll change it, we'll make it work even better. The point of the matter is is that this shows a concerted effort on the part of the Madison Police Department to amp up our game yet another octave, because the community needs it, I want it, and these advocates for victims... They're dedicated to seeing it come to fruition. At this point, I'm going to turn over to uh, Lieutenant John Patterson, who will be gracious enough to show what those patterns of assignments are. Before John comes up, I'm just going to first say that uh, through a reorganization schematic, my city is basically being divided into two halves, if you will. My two chiefs are going to be both taking a lead point on looking at how our districts are being operated and then reporting directly to me and vice versa. And Chief Gaber uh, has going to take the responsibility of shepherding, looking at what these two investigative units will look like and helping with their resource and logistical needs. They are then, in the next line, going to be mastered by Captain Jim Wheeler, They fall under his purview, and then Lieutenant John Patterson, who I will yield the dais to, and you can introduce the people.
1: I think we'll just start on this side of the room and and work our way down. Uh, This is our our burglary unit uh, for 2015 and moving forward. Um, On the far end there is Detective Sergeant Mary Copeland. we probably could have done a better job with height here, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Detective Taya Dolson in the back in front of, in front of her, uh, crime analyst Caleb Klebig. Um, next to Taya is our PON program assistant, Ellie Babel, uh, Detective Justine Harris. Uh, this is Detective Angie Dyer, Detective Kelly Beckett. Uh, in front here, Detective Linda Trabarson and our criminal intelligence officer, Trish Drury. Oh, we um, sergeant oh, I'm sorry, uh, Sergeant <laughs> Brian Cheney over there. He's our gang sergeant. Uh, thank you, Chief. Um, this is Detective Dan Nail, uh, Detective uh, Jamie Gron, Detective Diane Nottengale, uh, Detective Pedro Ortega Mendoza, Detective Mindy Winter, um, Nora Prohaska, another one of our criminal intelligence officers, Detective Greg Esther in the back, another crime analyst with our uh, violent crime unit, Brayton Grinnell, Detective Sergeant uh, Dave Miller. And Bill Bodwin with ATF, and Jesse Summers is also here with ATF, uh, seated in the audience. So um, appreciate the opportunity to introduce everyone. Uh, I joke that I'd offer the name game as the uh, icebreaker, and here I am under the guns. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have questions for the chief or for Lieutenant Patterson or anyone in our unit? I uh,
0: just wonder how this sort of compares to how these crimes get investigated today. What's going to be sort of different? You
1: can mm-hmm. come up to the mic if
0: yeah.
1: Um, so I think what's exciting a lot of us is the opportunity for a lot of these um, uh, individuals who are investigating crimes. Um, as you know, I also supervise a special investigations unit looking at you know the individuals in the community who are committing a disproportionate number of crimes in the community. And this is really an opportunity for us to all... For lack of a better way to describe it, join hands, so to speak, and start sharing amongst ourselves more effectively um, when it comes to those individuals who are, are not only committing violent crimes but also committing the property crimes in our community, um, and I think really negatively impacting the quality of life issues. Um, so there's, I think, a number of things that uh, we look forward to trying um, next year, um, and but communication is going to be a big one, um, and not only internally but externally with the public as well. So. So
0: we talk a lot about, you know, maybe being decentralized. This sounds like sort of a, a recentralization, would that be fair to say, of some of these detective functions? Yes, I don't think anything diminishes the fact that our decentralized way of life understands that a very organic levels we're going to continue that nexus to the districts. This is sort of putting that on steroids in the sense that they're going to be supplementing the districts and the districts will be supplementing them with real-time data that might reveal or reflect patterns where we can look deeper down at who's committing these crimes. Will this affect in any way the police patrol density issue that's been coming up from the complaints from young gifted and black folks in terms of numbers of police officers in neighborhoods? Is it? The detectives will be working out of the centralized offices of MPD as a matter of geographical domain. No, it would not have any impact in terms of the neighborhood distribution. Where are these detectives now, Chief, if they're going to be more central and a a combined unit? Sure. Where are they now, at the district? Right now they're at the district levels because, obviously, uh, since my neighborhood officer initiative was absolutely primal and essential to my needs, these were also allocated. We still need more budgetary uh, support for our detectives. The detectives we have now have incredibly Burdensome caseload, but I thought it was so compelling an issue that I made each of the districts have to sacrifice and lose some of their some of their district detectives in order to put together this uh, this new initiative. So right now these are unsupported. Uh, I am making the sacrificial uh, cost take place with what we have, with the hope that if in fact as I as I'm pretty confident that once we see resonance with these uh, initiatives, that that will bolster support for more detectives in our department. The violent crime side so what sort of crimes in particular? I mean, yes, homicides, but uh, attempted homicides, shots fired, what's it? Significant batteries, those armed robberies, attempts or otherwise, those are all going to fall into that domain. Chief, you mentioned shots fired around the new year. I'm assuming this is something that was in the works prior to that. Was there well, a, before. Was there a definitive moment when you decided this is something we need to do, or is that something from day one? I think actually, to be fair to my successors, I think this notion of looking at, it's, it started out as a tabletop or pilot project years ago, looking in specifically at the burglary crime response to the MPD. Uh, when I inherited my office, there was an old template for that, which uh, had been left in the dust, and I took it home, and it uh, sort of sparked an interest in me, particularly as I continued to see crime analysis of the reports of an uptick in burglary. So one of the uh, people that had... A, a strong fundamental role in that pilot project. I brought him in off his assignment and literally picked his brain, and from there I said, not only am I convicted of the belief that a burglary crime's uh, emphasis would be appropriate, I'm going to go all in because uh, the violent crimes uh, issues has also been very near and near to my heart. We've talked about uh, in the pendency of a lot of these uh homicides from Badger Road and otherwise, that our officers, our detectives, we have found a, a completely uh, off-the-chart sort of um, use of weapons in our community. The shots fired is becoming an almost all-too-frequent chorus or refrain, one which we need to sh- uh, change the script or the narrative on, and this is an aggressive way of doing that. More questions? Do you, want, do you have any, you said you're going to kind of reassess at certain time intervals. Is this a one-year pilot program
1: or it's kind of built up in the air at this point?
0: Well, at a minimum, there'll be quarterly updates through my chiefs, but it, we're going to at least give it at least one year of shelf life before we decide whether, in fact, it needs to be tweaked or if it needs to be shelved. My sense is that it's going to be... Uh, a success, because I know the dedication of the people that have volunteered, auditioned, or performed in the past, and uh, I would take my detectives against anybody in this country. And uh, you mentioned uh, no come back, though. You're losing these district detectives. Is that something that you'll be looking at the next time uh, budget season comes around? Yes, and let's uh, preface, uh, there will, in fact, be some resource drain from the districts, but... If we're proactive and affirmative and preemptive, we might actually be snatching up case numbers that would have otherwise landed at their doorstep. So there's two ways of looking at that glass. Anything else? more questions? Thank you, guys. Appreciate your coverage. Thank you, guys, for all attending. for those who would like to see sort of uh, the blo- a blog I just drafted uh, in anticipation of today and going out to the rest of the public, my administrative uh, assistant has uh, a hard copy of that. On your way out, you'd like to see it sort of synthesizes a lot of the comments that you may have, that I may not have presented here today, effectively. Thank you.
1: Thank, Thank you, you Chief. And if
0: anyone needs updates on any of the late, Breaking incidents from over the weekend or today, let me know, and,
1: uh.